Hey everybody, welcome to This is the Pits for the very last time forever. Maybe not forever. No, not forever. No, not forever. I just mean like for the last time of this section of the podcast. We This is our in conclusion episode. It's the last time for now. The last time for now where Chelsea and I, we discuss all things fun under the sun, all Brad. We just need to figure out what did we learn. We're going to talk about what our, some of our rankings were, because I, I made a lovely little spreadsheet where we can look at all, all of our rankings for the entire show of all the movies, and we can like, I don't know, I'm excited to see, well, actually, I've already seen. I'm excited to quiz you. And I was you just think. going to say that we have now officially watched every single Brad Pitt movie ever made. Yeah, it's crazy. And that is the most important thing that we set out two years ago. Year and a yeah. half ago, to yeah, year and a half, year and a half ago to watch every single Brad Pitt movie. I've never completed a task in my life. I took ballet lessons. I took piano lessons. I've taken painting classes. I have dropped out of college, but yet somehow I would have. We have been able to watch every <laughs> single Brad Pitt movie ever made, and so I just would like to give us a golf clap. Cool. Yeah. Golf clap. Cool little resume that you just gave yourself. There. <laughs> I've literally. <laughs> little highlight reel. Never accomplished anything. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you're not hard on yourself. <laughs> and then another pat on the back. I just want to jump on your back is to say that Michael Oberst, Angel of Men, put every single rating we had ever rated into a spreadsheet oh, yeah. and then combined all of the separate ratings into an overall score total rating which is interesting because it's it's off the total score for a movie is different from our like because okay so just for those who don't listen super often or who's never gotten to the end of our podcast which i don't or who's (laughs) who stops after 20 minutes um (laughs) what we do is every single movie we rate on three categories, which, by the way, one of the categories changed halfway through. Um, but we rate, we rate three categories. And the first one is the movie overall. Yeah. So independent of Brad Pitt's performance, just like how we enjoyed watching the movie. And then we rank Brad Pitt's hair. No, that was, so this is the one that changed. It started out as us ranking oh <laughs> Brad Pitt's God, hair. Oh, my God, you're right. And, we, and listening, because I had to listen back, because I wasn't writing down the ratings to start. So I had to go back and listen to some of the early ones, the ratings to see and it's like we're like hmm how do we like his hair and so for like johnny suede his looks <laughs> the rating for his looks gets a 10 because his hair is crazy and we're like yes love that hair he i mean looking back now would we still have given him a 10 i don't think so i would have given him very high i would have because the hair is great and he also looks great uh but, remember um, johnny suede what a fantastic film yeah no he did look good and his hair was great so <laughs> i still would give him a high score um Maybe not a 10, though. No, 10 is... Um, we were really throwing 10s out. I know. We were pretty loosey-goosey with the 10s. Well, not entirely, because now I would give Thelma and Louise a 10, I think. But we, we were hesitant to give it high scores at all. Um, yeah, because that was our okay, first. Wait. Although we did do some 9s. Anyway. Anyway, halfway through the podcast, we, for some reason, <laughs> changed it to Brad Pitt's looks overall, as opposed to just his hair. So, I feel like it was the, fuckability. We said looks kind of. overall, but I think it came down to how much we would want to fuck him. Well, because our rating on his hair started to get bl- blurred by 
by like other aspects of his looks. And so we'd be like, his hair was fine. So when did the switchover happen? I, it's vague, but it's, it was a, <laughs> a gradual switch and it was around seven, I think. Okay. Um, anyway, so it's looks and hair. And then the last category is Brad's performance. So it's movie overall, looks, hair, and Brad's performance overall. And then um, we ranked all of those. And so some of the movies that we ranked highly for like um, just his his looks or whatever, he gets like a really low movie overall score. So it's just that's it's true. interesting. We'll we'll get into that a little bit more and talk about what our. <laughs> what we thought was going to be good and what wasn't. Can I just say our top five amalgamated total scores? Yeah. Because the top five amalgamated total scores, and once again, Michael Overs did all of this work. I am forever indebted because it's. I, okay. we should share it with the world. It's I, really fun somehow. to look at. Um, yeah. <laughs> again, though, like the top five isn't indicative of my top five favorite movies necessarily or of our overall but sorting everything in your spreadsheet by the everything category, we start with number one movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with a 9.58 out of 10 combined. Okay. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, that's such an interesting question because, yes, I do. I think I do. I think it's Brad's so- best role – it's the role that he's the most natural in, wouldn't you say? It's his best role in in one of his best movies. Yes, and he won an Oscar for it. He's been amazing in other movies, but yeah. like other aspects of the movie weren't quite there. That's so correct. The fact that this whole movie, all of the aspects were correct, was it made it all come together. But it's weird. I thought what was weird about that being our number one movie is the idea that I don't know, like, if I had thought about this on my own and, like, had to guess what's my number one movie, I probably wouldn't say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, me neither. That's why I was shocked. But then actually critically thinking about it and thinking about his performance and how he looks and the way that we rate these movies, it's totally... We're just the Oscars. It came down to it, and we're just Honestly, the Oscars. Yes, we don't like women or black people. <laughs> this okay? Wow, speak for yourself. Bitch. I was speaking for the Oscars. I love women and black people. <laughs> okay, that's somehow worse. What you just said. <laughs> I was speaking for the Oscars on behalf. Um, <laughs> I'm the Academy of Motion Picture. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being our number one. Yeah. Our number two, our number two, not surprisingly, is Inglorious Bastards. So we have two Tarantinos at the top of our list. Yeah. And I, I'm a little, I don't know. I guess, I guess it makes sense because we, we, Tarantino makes pretty good movies, objectively. Yeah. They're just like good movies. Yeah. And he's really good at casting, which makes Brad's role in them amazing. So I guess it makes sense that. That that's well. There's the that, highest. but there's also like those two. We've talked about Quentin Tarantino a lot on this podcast, and we, we've had like you've expressed, you know, your doubts on him, and we all have our like obvious Tarantino issues. But I will say these two movies, a are the two movies he's made that completely twist the end, like twist reality, twist history, yeah. which mm-hmm. I think is something that never happens in movies, which is always. Or in his case, like really works well for us, right? Yeah. And works well mm-hmm. for movie making. But then also, considering Brad Pitt, it's like 
it's almost like he just slips very easily into these roles. Like he's not acting. Some of these movies we've watched, looking back at the list, it's like, Jesus, you are acting. Okay, so so let's finish our top five, and then we're going to go to our bottom five. Okay, great. Um, so the next so the, one. Go ahead. If you don't mind me saying. Yes, please. Snatch from the year 2000. No, you missed one. Oh, oh, it's a tie. oh my God. No, I did miss one, but it is a tie, but I did miss it. Oh, my God. It's an exact tie. between, And these numbers are very <laughs> precise, which is weird that we have an exact tie. But it's both with have a 9.08 oh score. And Chelsea's right. Snatch is one of them. But the other one, Chelsea. Is Legends of the Fall, which yeah. I will say. That's right. And I've said it time and time again. Is my favorite moment in Brad Pitt history. Me too. I think that's the best one is... I mean, aside from Quentin Tarantino movies, Legends of the Fall is the, our favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I get, I kind of agree with that. And then Snatch and then Fight Club. I'm a little surprised by Fight Club being there. I think that's maybe just because for me personally, it was a little bit lower. Yeah. You gave it a higher score. Yeah. Um, but well, I, yeah, I really liked it. And then, okay, so our just to recap, our top five favorite movies with amalgamated scores are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Inglorious Bastards, Legends of the Fall, Snatch, Flight Club, and... Oh, wait. And that's it. Followed that's closely five. by True Romance, which I really like. True Romance is right, behind fight, is right behind Flight Club, which should be higher and also is another... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's another Tarantino, Tarantino movie, kind of. <laughs> I will say, looking back, though, like, I feel like True Romance... In my brain, my memory should trump Fight Club. But I Same. only do that recap because 12 Years a Slave is our combined, like we gave it a 10. 15th. We gave it a, it's 15th on the list. But we. Oh, we the gave, movie as far as. Yeah. yeah if, okay. So this is the everything. We're talking about like everything, including performance and looks. But if we just did. The movie. <clears throat> the movie overall. Our yes. top two rankings are 12 Years a Slave and Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Yeah, that, that's important, though. That, like, I think we really appreciate as people who take in movies and also make movies. Our top two movies are Inglorious Bastards and 12 Years a Slave. But in the world of Brad Pitt and the things we discuss... It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Glorious Bastards. It's like if you want to fall in love with Brad Pitt, you kind of have to have all of the things that we rank. Yes. Like you ha- if, if you want to fall in love with Brad Pitt in a movie, the movie has to be good. Like it makes it so much uh, uh, such a big difference on how you view an actor if the movie is good or bad. Yeah. So Legends of the Fall being a slow movie you oh. it, it kind of lose a little bit of points for that but like a movie like inglorious bastards being a banger of a movie and brad pitt being looking really good and acting really good it mm-hmm. it makes that whole experience elevated so like that's how you're going to fall in love with brad pitt which is why the everything score is higher for other movies because 12 years a slave as good of a movie it is, as it is brad pitt looked hideous Yes, we gave, that lowers the score. <laughs> we gave the movie overall 10, both of us. But then Brad Pitt's looks in that movie, yeah. I gave it a 5 and Chelsea gave it a 4. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. the whole thing, like you won't fall in love with Brad watching that movie. Oh, man. I do tell to you. <laughs> it's not a Brad Pitt movie. I mean, the, what it talks about is incredible. The way it's made is incredible. Thank you, Plan B. But it's not a Brad-specific film. No. Ocean's Eleven? Oh. Um. We ranked that high. 
also that's in that's up there in our everything list but for our our movie liking list that one's i think that one's up there mostly because i gave it a nine and a half (laughs) i mean you liked it too but i gave it really high yeah i mean it's fun and again somehow we're gonna find a way to share this maybe we can like we will about it or something but it's funny to look back at this list like movies like megamind that we suffered through Oh, God. Okay, so let's go to the bottom then. Yeah. We'll start with everything. Do you want to start from the lowest of the low, or do you want to start five up? Oh, okay. You tell okay. me. I'm looking at it. Seven. It's it's Sleepers. That's our fifth least favorite. Oh, my God. See, here's the tricky thing about this. This the, is like, tricky. The section between like five, our, our, our lowest ranked, but like not the lowest ranked, just like between five and ten, <laughs> those ones are hard to remember because they're not great. Oh my god! But they're not so bad that you remember how bad it is. They're just like, wait, what was even that movie? So like, Sleepers is it was bad. Sleepers. It was boring. So when I look at this, I'm just gonna say a blanket statement. As I look at the last five, Sleepers <laughs> is the fifth from the last. But when I look at this, I think out of those five, it's looking back my least favorite. Me too. <laughs> right? Same, same, same. Yes. Remember that whole back... fucking thing? And he like, that's the well, school and the ice cream cart. The biggest thing that saved this movie, it looks like according to our rankings, is the movie overall, which is weird. Because we ranked his looks and his acting pretty low, but we ranked the movie a six. <laughs> well, who did we I, think, I think we were? Inaccurate. Yeah, I, I think... We should have rated this like at least, at most, a four. Yeah. And then... But then cut to okay. number four, which is Too Young to Die, which is the first mm. movie we watched after Thelma and Louise, correct? Love me. Yes. And I have, yeah, love me. And the thing is, now, having no bearing on the movie, I love Too Young to Die because it reminds me of this podcast and you and who in the fuck would have ever seen this movie? Yeah, it's such a funny, and it has it does have a few really funny one liners in it. Yeah, so and he was such a young little I mean, chicken. Th- this movie we ranked badly because he looks bad, and the movie is objectively bad. It's very bad. <laughs> but Brad's performance wasn't that bad, and um, yeah, there's a few funny lines from Juliet Lewis. So this one's like bad enough that you remember it because it's bad. Yeah, and I will say like also. It was the first movie we watched, so I feel like we were <laughs> hypercritical of the fact that sometimes you can make fun of Brad Pitt movies like Cutting Class, for instance. Right. Which, you know? Yeah, which somehow didn't make this list. but Well, that's because we liked the goofiness of it. But Yeah, and it was our... Um, um, so, yeah, and then... Our third least liked movie it is... Well, it's an episode. It's a, from Friends. Yeah. Which I don't know why we ranked it so badly. I don't remember it being that bad. Can I just read off really quickly how we ranked them? So yeah. you gave the Friends episode a five. Were we like judging by Friends episodes? We yeah. were just judging how enjoyable it was to watch. Yeah. So you gave it a five overall. I gave it a three overall. And then on looks, you gave him a two. And I gave him a one because, ugh, remember those bleach tips? It had the bleach tips and he was wearing a sweater vest. So it was sort of like... Oh okay, my God. are you on like the reality show next or are you like a dude at Thanksgiving? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then it was like one of those times where 
his personal life really intersected with his acting life because he was acting with Jen and it really pissed me off. Anyway, his performance was affected by that, I think. And so I gave him a three and you gave him a five. I think because I thought the episode was like not great, but it was fine. Like it's kind of what I expect from a friend's episode and his performance. Also, I was like, okay, fine. You know? So that's why I didn't like shit all over it, but it wasn't good. I feel like I was actively unattracted to him, which is very rare. If you look at our combined, if you look at our scores on his looks, which we'll, we'll talk about those two. We sure will. But anyway, the total score for the friends episode was 3.17, which was pretty bad. And then Mm -hmm. we have the next is across the tracks, which is so funny because we were fake as fuck to Sandy tongue. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Hi Sandy. How you doing? Hi, Sandy. Hope you're listening. Thanks for being a fan. Oh, did um, we put Sandy on the air? We never did, did we? No, we didn't. So, we're Sandy, because I'm pretty sure 90% of the people who are listening haven't listened to that episode about that movie or yeah. seen that movie. Yeah. So, the movie's called Across the Tracks. It's from 1992. Brad Pitt's a young little chicken, and he's playing a high school track runner who, like, got in with some bad <laughs> oh some bad God. boys. And it's... And, oh. like... Oh, no, his brother got in with bad boys. But then he, well. But then he. I don't want to spoil it. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, we don't want to spoil it. But we were, at the time, I'm not sure what we were trying to do. I guess get people from the movie involved. And so. We We were really ambitious in our early days. Yeah, we contacted the um, director for Across the Tracks. And guess what? He was, he had the time. Oh, we recorded him. (laughs) He was available. We recorded him over our phone, over a phone call. But the thing is, is, it was such a bad recording. Like, the audio was so bad that we couldn't put it on. But it was so funny because me and Chelsea both hated the movie. And we <laughs> thought that he was going to be able to laugh about it. No. Um, and, like, talk about how fun or goofy and campy it is. But he wasn't. He took it very seriously. Yeah. He was very and, like, serious. And also, he was, like, it's one of those things where his claim to fame is claiming that he knew that Brad was going to be a star even before Brad became a star. Just something and we you read know what's often. Funny? Yeah, and you know what's funny is I said, because I, I had to listen back for that rating, and um, I said the, the same thing that I said after watching Cutting Class, which is that the director is like, oh, I discovered Brad Pitt. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, just... you, you also had like 80 other actors in that movie, none of whom did anything with their careers. Exactly so right. You just got lucky with Brad Pitt. Totally. Um. I think it's, I mean, if only I didn't have, over the course of this podcast, I went from being a freelance person living in LA and in the sunshine, single, had all the time in the world to having a very intense full-time job in New York City with a boyfriend and a dying cat. And so my time has not been able to be as... invested but would that we could go back and get the director of all of these movies to come talk to us you know let's get some Ridley up if we had a if we had a a real full-time producer dedicated to this Mm -hmm. podcast we would have done some wonderful things but I I think I you know what I still think we made out okay for ourselves dude we did an amazing job listen I'm not saying anything negative I'm just saying you know we're both amazing producers (laughs) I know if either of us had directed 100% of our attention to this thing it would have been great but we only directed 20% though and so for therefore you win the prize Okay, but, you know, we only put in, like, bare minimum effort, and so bare minimum effort gets you Sandy Tongue from across the tracks. And 325 Um, Instagram followers. Hi, guys. Yes. Hi, everybody. We love you. Um, 
Anyway, he. I just thought it was so funny that we were talking to this guy, and we were ready to like make fun of the movie, and then he was like, yeah, it's a really interesting piece about family. And we were like, yes, no. it is just a truly... <laughs> and we were just like, full-blown, uh, just yeah. eating his ass. We were so, it was so stupid. I hated that. We and then, because just... I was like... I don't know. You and I didn't also... like. I feel like I got to know you a lot better over the course of this, and if... I, I, at the beginning, I wasn't a hundred percent sure how you wanted to handle that, so I just like went with whatever he was. Saying. I didn't know. I didn't know. I feel like that was the first episode that we did after I had moved, and so we had to figure out how to like do a whole Skype thing, and like we got some janky ass. <laughs> we were just so young and precious. Anyway, times are ticking <laughs> down. To our worst liked movie which i am surprised that i'm not surprised liked. it was war machine yeah from, from 2017. 2017 i hated this movie when we watched it. i was watching it thinking like i can't wait for this to stop it doesn't make any sense brad is terrible he's ugly he's doing a bad acting job he's doing an accent and a tick did you listen Dude. back to this episode no, because I would have to relive the pain of watching the movie. <laughs> so this one is really funny because it is the lowest amalgamated score, but it's also the lowest like overall scores. There's no movie that we've rated as badly across the board between the two of us. We never got above a 2.5 for all the scores. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And we rated his looks a two and a two and a half, and then his performance a two and a half and a two. I mean... It's funny, though, because I remember... I'm trying to think back to that episode and thinking, like, talking about Shia LaBeouf for a long time and how they were, like, method acting, but how it was so... I guess the problem was that it was, like... I also remember watching a body get run over, but I don't remember much... <laughs> else yeah i remember well halfway through the or like towards the end of the movie it just stopped being about brad pitt and like (laughs) it was like a war movie (laughs) where they just like showed this random troop in iraq shoot a a casual or a citizen or whatever yeah it was weird it was was weird movie and i have to say you know if you listen to this podcast that it's very rare for me to give any war movie a low score because i will always love a war movie even if it's bad (laughs) except for war machine (laughs) um our middlest movie Middlest? Is 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 12 Monkeys. Let's revisit. I'm trying to find her on the spreadsheet. 12 Monkeys. Oh, my God. About halfway down. <laughs> so this is so funny because the... <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's not. It's Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Sorry, I had them organized on incorrectly. I re. I oh, re-worked. wait. It's a one, two, three, four-way tie. No, our middlest movie is a four-way tie. Oh, my God. Between... Oh, my God. <laughs> Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Spy Game, Ocean's 13, and Troy. Okay, so Happy Feet 2 (laughs) beats out (laughs) all of the rest of his movies. Okay, so now that we have this list. (laughs) (laughs) So we've watched 49 Brad Pitt movies. And Mm -hmm. Happy Feet 2 is number 23 out of all of those movies. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of these people have amazing. Here's a couple titles that here's a couple titles that uh, ranked <laughs> lower than Happy Feet Two. Again, these are Brad Pitt movies that we liked less than Happy Feet Two. Amalgamated. Um, <laughs> uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. 
a film masterpiece. I actually loved that movie. <laughs> loved it. Why did that get lower than Happy Feet? The Curious no. Case of Benjamin Button. Actually, that's kind of deserved. That actually, Benjamin Button's a little high. Um, seven. seven. <laughs> we like Happy Feet more than seven. It's this weird study on memory because we ranked Interview with the Vampire from 1994. Our the amalgamated score is 5.33. But like in my memory, it was so bad that I loved it. Yeah, and just for reference. 6.67 is the exact middle of all of our rankings. <laughs> so um, if so, if something's below that, then you know that it's like on the on the lower percentile. So, so I am intrigued that Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 12. At first I was like Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 12 are both in that category. And then I realize it's because I gave Ocean's 12 a 10 in the looks department. <laughs> because he looked really good. Okay, let's talk oh. about our favorite looks. Okay, let me just do a little rejigger really quick. I think okay, I know in so... my head. In my head, I feel like his my favorite looks of his was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and maybe A River Runs Through It. Nope. Um, your, your highest ranked were Ocean's 12, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Johnny Swade. <laughs> We both gave Brad a 10 out of 10 for Johnny Swade. So our highest ranked movies in terms of Brad Pitt's looks were Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh which God. is absolutely correct, and Johnny Swade, which is, that uh, is, a that is thing. an anomaly. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So I'm going – so then my lowest – so my lowest was the Friends episode. Yeah. And your lowest was the Friends episode. Did I do that um, wrong? Yeah. Looks no. Wise. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and then War Machine my highest, died the, a thousand times. I ranked Ocean's 12 9, but I ranked Mr. and Mrs. Smith 10. Oh, my God. Where Mr. and Mrs. Smith Mr. is Mrs. our combined Smith. third place. What? So here's the deal about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. When I think about him in that movie, yeah. I um, actually get aroused. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's. So, I re-listened to a lot of that episode because I just wanted to hear like because I love that movie and I yeah, love that episode. Yeah, and I re-listened to it and it's so funny because we're just both like losing our minds. Yeah, so I have to say, it's an, again an interesting study in memory where it's like, I think that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he was great and he looked hot and I would totally fuck him, but like mm -hmm. looking back to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm like. That's, don't you think the sexiest he ever looked? That is the, with that like, shaved head. Yeah, right. Like the yeah, it's like that's when I want to see him soaking wet. Oh my! I want to see him God. walking out of a pool. I don't know why. Once upon a time in Hollywood was like a reassuring sexiness. It was like a like a I'm just very comfortable around oh, your sexiness. I was proud of my man, you know, who I've been I'm, married to for like, years. Yes, yes. Ocean's Twelve is like. We're going to fuck in the bathroom. Exactly right. And um, so it, so. God, now I'm just so, looking Mexican. Jesus, the Mexican. <laughs> yeah. So other high rated movies on both of our parts um, are Snatch, Legends mm -hmm. of the Fall, obviously. 
Fight Club babble, surprisingly, up there. Yeah, in the he top. was. Remember, he was a little gray and also shaved headed. He that was when he just started getting gray, yeah. and he looked very. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, hot. Moneyball. I don't know why we. You gave him an eight, which is like not the highest, but I gave him a nine. I think um, that's oh, too happy high feet for too. Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> happy feet two comes above Troy. What the funniest thing about this whole thing is that Happy Feet 2 has ranked a million times higher than I ever thought it would. That's because we gave him a high performance rating because we liked his his voice acting. And then for his looks, I decided it would be funny to give him a 10 because he was playing Will the Krill. Yeah. Well, you fucked up our whole algorithm. I fucked up the entire thing. Whatever. We fucked up with Johnny oh, Swade. That is so funny. Okay. So let's do performances. I'll do... Your top five performances, and you do my top five. Oh, they might be the same. They're pretty close. There's one. There's a few sleepers. There's like one. Difference. Why don't we do our top? Okay, fives. we'll do. Okay, we'll do our top tens, but we'll go quickly. Let's not linger. Okay. Um, <laughs> this could take forever. Okay. Your top three uh-huh. are a three-way tie uh-huh. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Snatch, and Tree of Life. All tens. For performance. For performance. So your. Hold on, is this right? Yeah, this is right. Your top three are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Inglorious Bastards, and Legends mm. of the Fall. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I loved him in Glorious Bastards. I thought he did so good. That Legends of the Fall isn't in my top three. Well, um, because you gave him a nine and a half. Um, but you gave a perfect um, ten to Snatch Tree of Life and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so yeah, I mean, he's. I stick by that. Remember Snatch? Come on. Of course. We gave him such a. He was so good in Snatch. He was even so though, good. Which is. It's almost ironic because we give him so much shit for His doing accents. accents. I know. And like not being good at them. But That's like. That's why he gets a 10. But like two of my top three are movies where he's doing an accent. Kinda. So, yeah, he's fully doing an accent in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, you're right. He has that southern drawl. Yeah. God, he's it's like just really the best. Thick. Honestly. He is the best. And what a time okay, so, to wrap up our podcast having he just won a fucking Oscar. I know. I honestly. Know. We, knew it. we knew it from the beginning that he had it in him. Not only that, I believe that he wouldn't have won if we didn't do this podcast. I feel like we put the energy in the world to put Brad Pitt on the map. Like we didn't I know he was right. gonna have two movies coming out when we started this. We didn't know that. No, because we didn't do that kind of research. No. <laughs> it was probably announced, <laughs> but we didn't know. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if we actually had an influence, but I like telling people that, like, isn't it funny how I started this podcast and then right when I finish and like, <laughs> you know, we've rated every single movie. He yeah. wins an Oscar. Crazy. It's really wild. Okay, wait, let's finish your top 10. Oh, my top 10? Yeah. So next, after your three-way tie... Oh. Uh, you have Legends of the Fall, Inglorious Bastards, Babel, Thelma, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fight Club, Ad Astra, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, wow. Yours is so different. Really? Do yes. you have any comments on yours? Um, are you surprised that Babel's that high up there? I'm not, and I'll tell you why. He, it was like right when he was starting to age, and I loved, I remember that moment where he had that gray beard, but his hair was really short. I've come to realize that what I love about Brad Pitt's looks is either longer hair or really short hair, but the middling ground I don't usually like. I I agree. Yeah, because I don't know. Something about 
his neck. It uh. it needs either the frame of long hair uh-huh. or it needs to be completely like the same his hair needs to be completely gone. Like the hair on top of his neck, just something about it. I think it doesn't work for us. So here's where he's at right now. He's got pretty long hair in 2020. Yeah, he does. Like when he yeah. gave his it's Oscar almost speech. It's almost like like uh, Troy. Yeah, but not as bleached or long. Oh, uh, I loved I loved the bleach. Do you want me to tell you what number Troy was for you? For his you performance? Troy, well, his performance wasn't good. For his good. looks, you gave Troy. Let me give a little. Oh, we're talking performance. We're talking looks. Yeah, we're talking performance. Jesus but Christ. I gave him eight and a half for looks, just for the record. You, for Troy, gave him a 6.2. Okay, so, but what are my top 10 for acting? Okay, so your top 10 for acting, after Snatch, so your first three were Inglorious Bastards, Legend of the Fallen Snatch, then it was True Romance. Oh, yeah, I loved that movie. Babel, Mm -hmm. Thelma and Louise, Ocean's Mm -hmm. Eleven, California, and burn after reading. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That sounds right for me. That's totally are, right. For I you. love performance. Yeah, I feel those like are all great. In my head, his true romance performance has a special place in your heart. I don't know why. I think it's just because I, I love. I don't know. I just loved it. It, it was like a cameo, but it was perfect. It was, it was the perfect a beautiful, perfect cameo. Him. That's interesting. Just... Yeah. It's like a cameo before he was famous, <laughs> you know? And he was a pothead and he didn't take himself too seriously and he's beautiful, but he's like a beautiful, disgusting piece of shit, you know? Which we all love. It's like, I would love, I would love to see an entire movie told from his, per- or like shown through his perspective. I mean, let's call our boy Quentin. You know, Quentin only has one so more good. movie left. Yeah, I don't know. You don't he believe He says it? that, but I don't know. I believe him. Um... Okay, so is what else should we talk about on here? I feel like we kind of covered. We've all covered the our movies, but I think we asked when people ask me what I do in my free time, and I tell them I <laughs> host a Brad Pitt rewatch podcast, mm-hmm. and they go, they judge me. It's <laughs> never hurt to say it out loud a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because they judge me and they say, "Oh, you must be a big fan of Brad Pitt," and that brings us back to our original mission statement, which was. We're not doing this because we're fans of Brad Pitt. We want to know why he has such sustainable star power and why he holds legitimately such a such a like place in our collective consciousness and through pop culture and why we care so much about his relationships. He's not necessarily putting himself out there anymore, but yet still he's on the cover of magazines every single day. And that's why we started this. And it's I crazy. Said you today. Yeah, it's crazy because now that he's won an Oscar, like the New York Times has written an article about it. He's on Mark Maron. He's doing all this press about that very thing. And I have avoided that because I wanted to know what your take on it was. Like, can we answer that question? I believe that we can answer that question. I don't know. Do you feel like we can? Because I do. Okay, let me hear. Well, before I say it, before I say it, there's one more little surprise I have. Um Okay, surprise is such a strong word. Don't get your hopes up. No, I love surprises. Um, yeah, see, now now your hopes are up. It's not that it's not that big of a surprise. I looked up his highest grossing movies. Oh. Which are wildly different than everything that we ranked on. Like 
I can't really figure out what makes his movies ranked high other than him looking good. But not even that. Okay, anyway. His number one highest ranking. What do you what do you think it is? His highest grossing. Um, hold on, let me look. It's got to be one of the Oceans movies. No, it's not. It's got to be if it's not the Oceans movies. Uh, Moneyball? Big Short? Not even close. No. Those are good movies and they were Oscar movies, but they none of his Oscar movies were in the top five. What? It's Give it to me, baby. World World War uh, World War Z oh, yeah. is his number one highest grossing. I did. I knew oh, that. I did know that. Million. Yeah. Um, his second highest grossing. This one's a little bit surprising. Is Troy five or four hundred ninety-seven million? Huh. I think that one had worldwide a lot of worldwide. Uh, I hope like, that when he dies, action. these aren't the movies that people remember him by. He'll never know. die. Don't... He's eternal. Well, yeah, he's not He's not going to die. That's the thing. <laughs> um, the next one is Mr. and Mrs. Smith at 478 See, I would, million. I'm not surprised by that at all because the world was Me neither because it's that role is like full-blown electrifying. Honestly, drip, dripping. I'm dripping. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next two are Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12 yeah. in that order. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, with a difference of almost $100 million. So what it's I like a huge drop. What I'll say about those, all of those movies, are that those are like traditional blockbuster movies, and the other and ones. Benjamin Button. And block Benjamin Button was right up there with all that fucking CG and like breaking the mold and what's her bitch. That makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. But yep. If I were, but yeah, I mean that's the movie industry, right? So yeah. So now with that piece of information, I do think it's a little bit easier to also explain like why he's had such a, what such a sustainable career, because I think that the financial aspect and like how he draws a crowd, I think that does play a pretty big But you see, that's my question. Why does he, why is he in his personal life almost more so than his film life up until recently? So dominate our culture. Like, what is, is it just because he's beautiful? It's not because he's a great actor. Not that he's not a great actor. Yeah, no, I, I think that. Um, and you don't have to answer it, but that's just what we started. I think that, I mean, I'm going to try to answer it because Please. now that we've watched every single movie, I think that his looks do have a lot to do with it, but I don't think it's in a way that it's like, wow, that dude is hot. There's something about Brad Pitt that's just likable. Um, do you think like, maybe you, he like you, embodies the American Hollywood dream of like he doesn't seem I think he embodies just the American dream period yeah he does I right? think it's someone who's attractive mm-hmm. um, but and he is I, I'm sure in person he is intimidatingly attractive but his his mannerisms and his personality are not intimidating like yeah. he's very laid back and calm and he seems like he's extremely nice yeah and so and he did have a history of dating two of america's biggest sweethearts or it was like america's sweetheart followed by like america's like sex goddess and he dated them back to back so he kind of like solidified his place in the pop in like he made you first he made you think of him as a sweet guy who's a who would make a good husband who is also just so happens to be 
literally the sexiest man alive. Yeah, exactly right. And then he made Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and he made us all think of him naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And like a super horny person. Oh, and then God. all of a sudden, now he's just this perfect human who is both oh. m- someone who is marriage quality and also someone who is um, sexy. And like cool. So. He like he's fucking cool. He degaff, you know what I'm saying? He big degaff. He I mean, thinking of him in Thelma or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, although those this is a current movie obviously. So like the older ones like Thelma, True Romance, um 7, like these movies where like Legends of the Fall where he like looks good and he's playing a role that kind of gives you a little idea of like what we want his personality to be that like this figure yeah. that he's creating. It's yeah. like what people talk about when they talk about your brand as an actor, like Brad Pitt created a very good brand for himself. Yeah. And not to mention he created a very good brand, but he's also like a businessman who, you know, has plan B, but also is like a weird architect and furniture, architect and furniture designer. And also like is a photographer and like, and an animal collector. We forgot about that, but he used to own 40 chameleons. And now he, owns, <laughs> um, he owns another like large quantity of an animal. Uh, honestly, he, so that was going to be, that's a good segue into my next question, which was what did you think you were going to know or what, were your hopes and dreams for this podcast? And I say that because I was convinced that when we started, by the end, I would know what Brad Pitt smelled like. And I still have no idea. Mm-mm. I just want to know, know why like, you were does, convinced. He wear, does he wear cologne? Well, I just thought, like, maybe I'd tweet it out and someone would say, oh, like, he wears Palo Santo or, like, he wears... But you never tweeted it out. No, but I've said it enough on this podcast. I guess I just thought we were going to be more successful. <laughs> I'm being honest. And you can keep that in. <laughs> uh, you can put that down. <laughs> you can quote me on that um, one. Well, yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I I went into this thinking that if we if if for some reason this podcast went viral and we got a ton of listeners that it would be deserved because it's a good idea. But I also was like, all like we are two nobodies, really. Yeah. And why would anyone really listen to this um, besides just like talking about movies or whatever? So I, I'm not that surprised that we never got like, you know, selling out like my favorite murder famous or whatever. No, but no, no, no. I'm I never fine really with even that. Want that? But I just mean like I guess we also just didn't know what we were going to be talking about. Like when you listen back to Thumb and Louise, it's like we didn't have the format. Now we have like a solid down pat format where we know what we're doing we talk about specific things and it is a movie rewatch and we can make podcast. it all happen in almost exactly 50 minutes yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like it's a rewatch podcast and so we we review movies in earnest but i think when we were beginning we weren't even thinking about necessarily reviewing the movies we were thinking about talking about brad pitt the whole time yeah i remember what, what, a thing that you would say a lot when we were first starting out is like You'd always say, I just feel like we haven't talked about Brad enough. <laughs> and I would always respond with, like, we've been talking about him this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just kind of stopped. Well, because I really yeah. thought that what our thing was, like, to talk about what, like, who he signifies, like, what he represents. I had, Basically, I had all these real deep dreams and it you had the, you wanted to identify like what he said about american culture literally yeah. 
like be able to find the answer yes. for American culture in Brad Pitt. But I will say that what it did give me was like a a and I mean this genuinely, I can now talk about movies with confidence. And I can articulate the way I feel about movies a million times better than before I started this podcast. That's true, too. Genuinely. Because like, as now, as I'm watching any movie, yeah. I think about, like, I, I just everything. Like, yeah. I think about the production m- more, mm-hmm. even though I already thought about the production too much because I'm in production. Yeah, totally. But I just mean I feel genuinely more articulate, you know? Yeah. When I leave a I theater, agree, yeah. I'm able to, because we have been watching a movie a week for a year and a half. On and off, but for most of the time, on and off, most of the time, pretty pretty consistently, we've dedicated like five hours a week to this, which is an hour, two to three hours. And Brad has Brad has some three a a lot of three hour movies, a couple of sitters, yeah, Yeah. fucking Joe Black, then an hour, fifty minutes of recording, and then you know an hour and a half to up to three hours of research, and then editing for the length of the podcast. It's not like you know, I mean, it's just like. We've definitely learned how to be articulate, I think. Yeah. It's it's way more work. And then we have to do the promotion. And the, uh, yeah. We have to do the social media. Which is fun. And sometimes. It's kind of fun, but. It's soul sucking. I don't know how it's those fun to influencers sit there and, do it, man. No, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is it's fun to sit there and do it, but it's like hard to make time for it. It's hard to like think of something that's going to be interesting to post and like. Yeah. Even though you don't think of something, you still have to post something. Yeah. And so, anyway, <sighs> now I'm just complaining. Even though I loved doing this podcast. Oh, no, this is the end of the episode. Yeah, we're at 47 minutes. Is there anything you want to say? I mean, we're going to see you guys next time Brad Pitt has a movie out. This isn't the end end. Yeah, I guess we'll come back if Brad Pitt has a movie. And who knows? Maybe we'll do another actor. But, like... We need a break. <laughs> this chapter is closed. Yeah, and also we're I need a little break. We're closing this chapter. But always email us message us yeah if you're listening to this in like 2025 or whatever and you're like thinking about it guess what i probably still love actually not even probably 100 percent still love brad pitt and i will still love to talk about brad pitt movies Mm. and now when i'm talking to people and they ask about my podcast i have to say it's over and and you can say i have officially watched every brad pitt movie ever made people will you know how sometimes you're at a party or like and people are always like, well, what's a weird fact? Icebreaker? And you can be like, I've seen, I've literally seen every Brad Pitt movie ever made. And I'm not even his biggest fan, but now secretly we are his biggest fans. Not secretly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, at work, like I started this job, it's relatively new. Like I started a month ago. And my boss, she's like this middle-aged lady. And I br- I'm casually said one time that I brought up that I've seen every Brad Pitt movie and she said, Oh, me too. And I'm like, no, literally I've yeah. seen every single one. And yeah. she was like, I think I have two. And I was like, no bitch. No, you haven't. You're like, have I you know ever you heard haven't. of the movie? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I, I almost started with that. Yeah. Have I you ever heard of too young to die from 1989 starring Juliette Lewis and a young Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. So t- you're telling me that you've seen dark side of the <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep the Instagram alive as much as I can in terms of whenever I see a Brad Pitt Instagram, I will regram it because mm-hmm. I don't ever want him to be forgotten, let alone our podcast. He and, never will. And Well, given that we were I the one that... who gave him the Oscar, I think we need to keep something yeah. alive. I mean, me too. Yeah. And given that, you know, 
we're like literally the experts on Brad Pitt now, which is <laughs> so weird. <laughs> awesome. But also, I, I think there's a few people out there. There's that other podcast who, by the way, has never acknowledged us and they didn't follow <laughs> us back or anything. They're called um, uh, March Bradness. Oh, I guess me. go listen to them. I mean, do they only record um, in March? I don't know. No, because they, they just record very sporadically. No, I but was they joking, like, but they're my nemesis. They're similar to what we're doing, except they are what they're like comparing movies, Brad Pitt movies, like in a March Madness style thing. Um, I don't know. I haven't listened to theirs either, but it doesn't seem that interesting to me because I don't want to compare. I don't. He doesn't need to fight. I just wanted to watch him and talk about him. Yeah, exactly. Even though I hate March Madness, but go listen. I think to them. they hate us. Yeah, we were here before them, and we'll always be here after because we have a legacy just like Brad's. Yeah, exactly. So if you've listened to any of our episodes all the way through, and if you've listened to this one all the way through, and if you've listened to one or two episodes for the first 10 minutes, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Truly has. And um, please email us if you have any final thoughts of your own. I would love to hear them. Same. Um, and Chelsea, it's been lovely Michael, talking to you every what week. what a pleasure. Now you live, I mean, you, you live in the East Coast now. So now I have no obligation to talk to you every week. So well, guess who's going to come knocking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Bye. Well, goodbye, everybody.